you could stay there all day at that verse. <clears throat> the Lord is faithful. Isn't he faithful? The Lord is faithful. And it goes on, it says, Who shall that word establish or establish you? Okay, promotion. You lift you up. Nobody can overturn you. He bring you through all your sorrows, your troubles, your attacks. It doesn't matter who forsake you, who call you, who talk to you, what arise against you. And uh, there are mothers today that don't have any family members. But God's with you. The Lord is with you. So you can praise him and keep you. I like this. Keep you from evil. Remember Jesus said when you pray, pray. Our Father, walk in heaven. Then he goes and says, deliver us from evil. Now, now evil there doesn't only mean Satan or evil spirits. He does that. But evil is um, poverty. The evil days. Uh, it keeps you, okay, uh, from sickness, from disease. The evil days come. When you, um, the longer you live, you find out how this body is dust. This is true. Somebody says, oh, I want to live to be a hundred and whatever. No, I don't. I don't want to be live to be a hundred when somebody has to carry me, feed me. I'm in the doctor's office. I don't know where I'm going or coming home. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want that. Uh, I'd like to, when I serve my generation, that's it. And uh, David was uh, was a great man. And he, um, so, you know, I don't, uh, I appreciate God and his mercies and so, but um, you don't want to be suffering, 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 suffering forever. And, um, you know, you have to be on life support to keep you. No, I think when it's over, you should call it a day. And, uh, you know, so you understand what I'm trying to say, that when it's time to go check out, then punch a clock. And I like, I like to go in style. Really would. And uh, <laughs> if you can, go in style. But... Um, <laughs> evil day, old age sometimes can be evil. So the Lord keep you from evil, or in that evil times of suffering, when now, uh, you know what I'm talking about. You have to take a pill to go to bed, and take one to wake up. <laughs> See, so uh, you understand. So we have to uh, uh, live, and but make sure that. Um, you turn to God with all your heart. Repent. Ask Him to forgive you. Okay? You get down on your knees. Cry out to God and ask Him to to to, to help you and be merciful to you. What a good God. And I was uh, I was meditating and thinking on, on the Word of God when I got that. And it just stood out to me, that scripture. I uh, never really focused on that before. And I said, that's a good Mother's Day gift because I um, um, I didn't go out and buy her flowers. I said, what if I give you a scripture? She said, that's even better. And so I gave her that scripture. She said, um, 
the Lord is faithful because it reaches out in my heart. Who shall establish? Isn't that word establish mean establish? Establish you and keep you from evil. Oh God, do that for me. And he's doing it. And I said to my wife, that is your scripture. For the rest of your life, I said, don't forget that scripture. I, I give that to you. That is the best gift that you can ever give someone the word of God. And I come and I see these young people had the same idea in giving scriptures. Isn't that wonderful? I know all your mothers are thankful this morning. I appreciate these young people and what they're doing. And this church that you're appreciating. And um, God, has, um, God has been good to us. Amen. So we ask God to bless us this morning, this Mother's Day. And we ask him to... Give us a word and touch us. And uh, tonight we're not we're not going to have service. We're going to give your mothers off, so you can go and uh, enjoy yourself. But Wednesday night we'll be back. And I thank you for for being so faithful. You can go and do whatever you want to cook, barbecue. That's fine. But uh, but I appreciate the Lord uh, today for His mercies and for all of His goodness and the Word of God that he is giving us and we thank God for for all that he has done for us. We, we certainly do appreciate the Lord today. Amen. So I want to uh, just talk to you today if the Lord will let me and uh, lead me wherever he wants to and I, um, my mind is focusing certain a few scriptures but God can lead me anywhere that he wants me to go. Um, uh, there, uh, we read about a man, a great prophet in the Bible by the name of Elijah. You know, uh, two names that sometimes confuse me is Elijah and Elisha. So when I'm preaching and I'm moving very fast, then I have to focus when I'm using their names, Elijah and Elisha. They're two different names and they, um, closely related because Elisha uh, was a was a prophet uh, student of um, of Elijah, right? He was a prophet uh, student, and uh, they had totally different ministry. Well, I'm not gonna talk about Elisha uh, today, but I want to talk a little bit about Elijah, and uh, we first uh, find this man. Can you all hear me? We first find this man coming on on the scene by uh, by the name of uh, Eli Elijah, the um, the Tishbite in chapter First Kings chapter eighteen, isn't it? Or in First Kings chapter seventeen? Yes. Uh, verse start what verse one? But then I'm I'll go over really to verse. I mean to chapter 18, but in First uh, First Kings uh, chapter um, chapter one, where Elijah the Tishbite, and he was of the uh, inhabitants of um, Gilead, and uh, this was the introduction of this man on the scene as a prophet, and he came to Israel in the real time of need when there was a, a sin evil, rebellion, 
and uh, they were not serving the true God. They are gone after um, Baal, Baal the, the, some say Baal, Baal, different uh, pronunciation, the, um, the, the false God. And Israel had forgotten the, the true and the living God. So God raised up a prophet by the name, the name of Elijah and uh, sent him with a message. Uh, to Israel that he came to the king and his message was that there would be no rain or dew no dew no rain uh, for these years right said yeah, uh, verse 1 of chapter 17 and Elijah the Tishbite who was of the inhabitants of Gilead said unto Ahab King Ahab Ahab was the king of the um, was it the northern, ten northern tribes, and the the headquarters was in Samaria, and by this time there was a lot of sin and rebellion, and his wife was uh, Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbaal, um, uh, from another strange tribes, another country. She was not an Israelite, and uh, Ahab had married to her in violation to the law of God. She was a very evil woman, the worshiper of idols, false god, and she brought uh, many false gods, evil, into Israel, Samaria, uh, that had uh, broken off from, from Judah and um, Benjamin. Now, it says in verse 1, and this is uh, Elijah the Tishbite said, he said unto Ahab, as the Lord God, uh, you can read, help me read, as the Lord God of Israel liveth. Look at that. As the Lord God of Israel liveth. He's a living God. He's not a way to approach him that you know is alive. He's faithful and he will establish you and he will deliver you from evil. What if you have all those thoughts in your mind? Faithful. He's the living God. Is the true God. You're sure. But uh, you have no doubts. You know that God is God. And when you're speaking. You know who you're believing. Because uh, salvation is not on your part. It's on God's part. You didn't save yourself. All of us have sinned. Every one of us have sinned. But it's God who is merciful. And uh, if you just read at it. Approach it very slowly. The scripture. And he said, as the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand. You see the, the uh, position? You see the um, relationship? You have to be in communication with God. You have to stand always before him. Before whom I stand. There shall not be dew, nor rain these years, but according to my words. And we know it was three and a half years that there was no rain, no dew, and if a country goes for that long without rain, what will happen? You will have famine, drought, and you look in some of these countries that does not have rain for a while, what happened? And verse, uh, verse 2 says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, That's, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's unto uh, Elijah, right? Get the ends 
and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook Chiri that is before Jordan. God give direction. Now you've given your message. Now go and hide yourself by the brook. And I have commanded. I have commanded. What? You see that word commanded? I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. I have commanded the raven to feed you there. It's important to be in the will of God. It's important to not only to preach and prophesy, but to do what God tells you to do. God says now you're, you're finished for a while here, but now go to the brook. Share it. And stay there because I've commanded. Do you see the command of God over human, nature, whatever, the birds, the raven? God commands and controls sickness. God controls poverty. God controls disease. Whatever your problems are, whatever you, you're going through today, God is in charge. And it shall be that thou shalt drink. Of the brook. And I have commanded. The ravens. To feed thee. There. Now. Next verse says. So he went. He obeyed. You hear for the voice. People said God told me this. And God didn't tell him. You want to know. If God speak to you. Check it out in the word of God. Okay. God. Check it out. Impossible things. You know a raven doesn't deliver food to anybody. A raven doesn't share with anybody. A raven is very selfish. It's only, it's only thinking about itself. And God said, I have commanded that greedy, that, uh, you, you understand? That boss who will not give you a promotion. That neighbor who will not get along with you. That, that person who wants to deliver you uh, uh, and, 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 you know, into some trouble or evil. God, God said, I've commanded them not to touch you. I've commanded them not to destroy you. I've commanded them not to, to, um, to uh, take you out of church. Because sometimes you fellowship with people that will influence you to leave church. Do you know that? God is still in charge. But if you approach that to find out that God, when God tells you something, it will come to pass. Whatever the Lord say unto you, do it. And uh, if he tells you to fill the empty water pots, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. We want God blessing me because we need to do what God says. We need to do what God says. Did you know why they, they were filled with the Holy Ghost? The Lord, when he was going away, he says, go back to Jerusalem and tarry there until you be endued with power from an act. What if they had gone somewhere else? Huh? Well, you know, the Holy Ghost is coming. Let's go. To any, I can go anywhere. No. The Lord says, go back to Jerusalem and tarry in Jerusalem. And sometimes we move too fast and we miss God. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord. For he went and dwelt by the brook Cherith. 
that is before Jordan. Notice he stayed there right there. He dwelt there. And he stayed there. And he never moved until God tells him. And he didn't come up with a plan and says, God told me to do it. He, well, he heard from God. Because many times we, we have a word that didn't come from the Lord. We get so anxious and anxiety gives us a word. And we can't wait on God. We want God right now to move and do it for me. But it doesn't look like God is moving. But I can tell you today that God has never stopped moving. When God gives you a word, even if he didn't speak to you for 400 years. Get it? That time when people said there was no word from the Lord. There was word from the Lord. What was the word? He wasn't speaking. That was, that's a word. When God doesn't tell you to do something, just stand still and come on now and see the salvation of the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And again, I said, wait, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Don't be discouraged and say, well, I've been waiting too long. And uh, I'm, I'm waiting for a husband. I'm waiting for a wife and I didn't get them. So I'd get over and help myself. That's what happened to Sarah. And Abraham. They got in trouble because God had promised them. And they, they were looking on uh, Abraham's weakness or his strength. And her weakness and strength. Not by might nor by power. But by my spirit said the Lord. You don't look at yourself. You don't look at your strength. When God tells you something. Well God tells you to go to Africa. But you don't have any money. But uh, he has the money. God has the resources. So God didn't tell you to do anything that he's not going to help you with. Or he's going to guide you. So he went there and he did it. But notice what happened. And the ravens, the command, they were command. They had to, uh, they had to, um, they had to obey. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning. I like that because I like breakfast. See, I don't go without my breakfast. I believe in breakfast. The morning, in the morning, flesh and bread. Okay, maybe whatever it is, but it was, and bread. I like that. That's good breakfast for me. And bread, flesh and bread in the morning. And in the evening, uh, let me go back over there. In the morning, the raven brought in bread and flesh in the morning. And bread and flesh in the evening. I could live on that. I love bread. Yes. Late breakfast. I could eat breakfast at night. And he drank. Up the brook. The only part there now. Uh, you have a morning and an evening. I don't know about the lunch. Verse uh, 7. And it came to pass after a while. No. When God gave you something. It could never see. Nothing going to happen. God give me and I'm sure it can. But God many times want to promote you. And you figure well. I don't want to move here. I'm in this situation and this surrounding. He says that. And it came to pass after a while. That the brook dried up. Because. There had been no rain in the land. If you notice God, God was feeding him from the brook. But yet still God never changed. Uh, it still depend. That book still depended on nature. So God doesn't destroy nature. Because he's working. 
I mean, he can work around nature, but yet still nature has to go on. Amen. Verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, See the word of the Lord? You have to hear from God. Don't make it up. Don't say, God told me and he didn't tell you. Don't lie. Okay, you become a false prophet if you do that. Arise, get thee to Zerapta, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. And I said, Behold, I have noticed now, from a raven to a widow. I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. <laughs> now that would uh, that would be if he if he had if he had a, if he had clothes she'd wash it. Do you know that? Sustain thee. Took care of him. Uh, you're looking at me like that. Yes. Sustain. What does sustain mean more than just making a meal? Provide. Whatever you need is. I've commanded her. I put it in her heart to help you out. A shelter, a roof, so it wouldn't be out in the rain. And there was no rain but the sun. So he arose and went to Zerapter. And when he came... To the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. See, a strange guy come up and said, Go get me some. You probably lose your cool. Who are this guy and telling me, knock on my door, tell me, get me this or whatever, whatever. And as she went, but she was, she was going to get him some water. But what, what, what did he ask for? A drink, right? As she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. Get me, uh, get me something to eat, like the bread and water that he was used to. <laughs> it's hard to change us sometimes when we're used to it. Give me the bread and water, right? But that was gone, and now the widow woman. But notice here, notice here, she had water, but she did not have bread, really. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but just a handful of meal in the barrel, and a little oil in a cruise, and behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son. That we may eat it and die. That was her natural state. She's going to die. She knew that. The famine was great. Not only over in, uh, in uh, Israel. But also in Zerapah. The famine was great. And so. She knew that they were going to die. She and her son. So verse 14. 13, and Elijah said unto her, Fear not. That's the first thing God will do, is lift the fear. If you're afraid, you'll never believe. You'll never do anything. Fear will torment you, and fear will drive you, and fear will even drive you from receiving and believing in the Lord and accepting Christ. Fear will keep you from receiving the Holy Ghost. And God has not given us the spirit of fear. So he said, uh, she said, uh, Elijah said unto her, fear not, don't be afraid. Go 
and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake when? After you please yourself, after you serve yourself. That's one of the reasons why we miss. We keep God waiting. Oh, after I'm finished, let me please, please myself. Let me pay my bills before I pay my tithe. You're wrong. Let me do this before I help and clean the church. Clean my house first. And you do everything first for yourself. And you never put God first. Because God is not number one in your life. That's all. And God wants to be first. Even in the famine, in the storm, wherever you are, God wants to be first. Somebody say amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is not inferior to anybody. And the word, the commandment of God is first. You know why we, 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 we don't get the blessing that we, we, we should get? Hmm? Those that honor me, I'll honor them. That's what he said. You put God first. And so Elijah was changing the, um, this woman on a priority. priority? You know what I'm saying, right? My Jamaican tongue won't cooperate with me. So, you've got to get some areas in her life straightened out and put things in order in her lives, in her mind, and get to the place where I realize that I messed up. I blew it. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me a little cake first and bring it on. <laughs> That's too much. I make it come get it. What a test. He says, he's sitting over there. A stranger showed up, get me some water. Issuing out command. And make me a little cake. And she don't have anything. And by the way, bring it to me. It's sitting over there. What a test. And many times God is testing us. And we blow it. We get mad. But then if they think I'm going to go to choir practice. Or I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to. I've got a lot of work. And I'm not going to come on time. So. You're testing. Because nobody can get a crown. Or, uh, or reign with Christ without being tested. Make me therefore a little cake first and bring it unto me. And after, oh, that's bad, isn't it? Cook for me first. I want you to make me. You say you don't have it. Go and cook me a little cake out of your poverty first and bring it to me first. Then when I you watch me eat your cake, then you can go back and make one for you and your little son. My little son. Oh, come on, mothers. Mother's Day. Come on, mothers. Your children. It's Mother's Day, isn't it? And what mothers does? He's talking to a mother. And he says now, this little raggedy man, whatever it was like, he didn't look too good. He didn't have on the latest fashion. You know, you, you understand these ladies' fashion and cologne and nicely groomed and I just came from the barber. He was a raggedy old man. And he had on a skin uh, a leather uh, suit. And it wasn't washed. It smells. Because he's been running away. And he's been out there for a long time. The, the, the ravens wasn't washing it. And what did he do? Wash it by the brook? 
But it was rough. And God will be delivering you, but he leads you through roughness. And poverty. He will lead you through poverty to get you out of poverty. And he tests you. Go make me a little cake first. Forget your son. Let him wait. And you know kids. When they're hungry. They don't like to wait. Bring it to me. And bring it unto me. You you focus on those things. The command. A servant. And after. Make for thee and for thy son. Sometimes we read it, but we don't focus. Make a little cake for no. He said, you obey me. Go and take out what you have for your son and yourself. Make me a little cake out of that first and bring it to me. Before, not before you eat, but before what? Before you make one for you and your son. That was a test. That was a very hard test. Because you, you can bear it, but when it comes to your children. Do I have to make the sacrifice for my children and put them through that? Yes. God demands to be first. If you put God first, he's going to bless you. Well, I don't know. I love God, but my children, my little boy is hungry and he's starving. I just, uh, why, why don't I make one uh, uh, for uh, yes, I'll make one. Let's make a compromise. I'll make you one, but I'll make my son at the same time. So he can eat and mothers, you know, like to serve. No, that's what he said. You make me first while your son wait. Amen. What about that discipline that we do for children? No, you can't do that. Why not? Because the man of God tells you from the word of God, don't do that. Don't do it that way. Are you there? For thus said the Lord. Then here here comes the word now. This is a word now. Thus said the Lord. God of Israel. Remember he was in a strange country. The Lord God of Israel. He had not gone into the house as yet. But yet he know. The burial. That little bank account. That you have so small. That you look at it. You don't want to pay your tithe. You don't want to. Said, the barrel of meal shall not waste. <laughs> Neither shall the cruise of oil fail. Look at what God doing. God, when he's blessing you, he attacks your poverty. He attacks your need. God knows where the poverty, where you need a blessing and God attacks it. How does he do it? With a blessing. That's what God does. He attacks your lack, your need with a blessing. He opened up doors. The barrel come alive. The same God that caused the axe head to float. Turn water into wine. It's still alive today that turn your bitterness into joy. For thus said the Lord God. I like this, don't you? Of Israel. The barrel of meal shall not fail. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail. Until the day that the Lord 
send rain upon the earth. What a promise. And we knew when the, the rain came. We knew when the rain came, right? Next verse. And she went and did, notice, she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and her, and he and her house did eat many days. And her house, maybe there's others, come over and get a meal. That's right. Maybe she had relatives that hear what's going on. Mama, won't you share with your mother? If you have every, and they, the famine, won't you share with your uncle and cousin? Won't you share with some, even some of your friends? Don't you do that? You don't like to share? Huh? And when everybody's suffering, she said, come on over your mother. I've got supper. I'm going to fix supper. To, where you get it from? The Lord. Where does your blessing come from? The Lord. How come you can do that? The Lord. How come you can put gas in your car when the price is so high? The Lord. How come you can wear a nice dress and a nice suit? How come your, your, your hair looks so nice? The Lord. How come you can live and drive that car and live in that apartment? The Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he's good. Do you know that his mercies endure it forever? The Lord. Give glory to him. But many times we fail to give glory to God. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. And she and he and her. And her house. I like that. Notice here. Elijah he, and she. That's two. And he. The little boy. And her house. Wasn't that an extra? It was not just the three of them. They eat. Many days. What a barrier. And the, that shows you that even in the pandemic, you don't have to get excited. Huh? We don't have to get excited at this pandemic and say, look what the pandemic is doing. No, it's look what the Lord is doing. And if I focus on the Lord, if I keep my eyes on the Lord, my meal, barrel, and my oil will never run out. Praise God. But if I look at what the state is doing, if I look at what everybody is saying and doing, then I will begin to sink. Because God was so merciful. And Jesus used the scripture. There were many widows in Israel in this, in this time. But none of them was... In Luke 4.25. There were, there were many. Jesus used it. So that's why I'm preaching it right here. There were many widows in Israel at that time. But what he said. But none. But, but I tell you. Jesus said. Of a truth. Many widows. And were in Israel. In the days of Elijah. Elias, Elijah, when the heaven, notice the heavens were shut up, the plague was there for three years and six months. When there was a great famine, was throughout all the land. But notice, are you listening now? 
But notice unto none of them was Elijah sent. But he went to this little widow woman in Zarephath, a city in, in Zidon. Unto a woman that was a widow. You, you, Jesus used that for a sermon. Jesus preached that. Elijah was not sent to any of the widows. There's many widows. Why wasn't he sent? Because they were not seeking God. Why, why do we get deliverance in the pandemic? Because we're not seeking God. We talk about it. We get excited and we're afraid. And we panic. But Elijah told the woman, fear not. And that's the secret. Don't be afraid at the pandemic. Don't panic. And don't, uh, don't make moves and do things that you would not normally do. Because you're afraid. So back in 1 Kings, verse 16, chapter 17. And the barrel of me wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. According to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. You say, somebody say, oh, it, back there they had prophets. We've got prophets today. If you go to the word of God, the word of God prophesies to us. Okay? Was Jesus a king? Was he a prophet? Yes, he was. And he gives us example of being blessed. There were famine even in the New Testament. Famine. Was it Agabus prophesied that there would be a prophet, a, a, a famine? Here's famine. Yeah, but after a while it happened. But what I'm trying to show you is the same God that blessed and always keep his people and guide them through famine, the storms or whatever it is. He's alive today. He's alive. Now. And it came to pass. I want to go on over to chapter 18. Soon. That the son. Of the woman. Was it the same woman? The mistress. Of the house. Fell sick. And his sickness was so sore. That there was no bread. Left in him. Was it the same son? Are you with me? Was it the same son? But what happened to him? He fell sick. He fell sick. And Elijah was there, wasn't he? And she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee? O thou man of God, art thou come unto me to call my sin? <laughs> To remembrance and to slay my son. She said look. Look. Man of God. Your presence here. Convicts me. Of sin. Of the past. You see. My little son is a bastard. Got no daddy. I wasn't as. Nice as you think I. I made a lot of mistakes. 
And now you, you, you hear judgment on my little son. And he's sick. And did he say he died? And he said unto her, give me thy son. And he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into a loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. I mean, this awesome miracle here that I'm not qualified to explain or expound all these that happened. Because how can God bless them, fed them, and then the boy died? A lot of us would blame. And that's why she had a... And she wasn't really blaming Elijah so much. said, God is... But God began to do a work in that woman's life. Recall. Whenever you go in a recall, it's because God wants to forgive you. Why don't I forget my sins? Because God wants to, you to confess it and hold up with it and he will forgive you. That was a greater miracle than the meal bar. Because things that was hidden deep down in that woman begin to come out. And a lot of us, you could not, you cannot, I heard a, a preacher said, I think it was, uh, James Souder, brother William Souder's uh, son, he said, way back there in the 90s, said that you cannot fill up a bucket unless you empty it. If the bucket is full, you cannot fill it up. And you cannot fill up a portion that's already full. You've got to empty them out. And the reason why that woman could get her barrel filled up was because it was empty. Amen. It was empty. And when she emptied her barrel was empty, God began to fill. But now, here in her life, now she had to be emptied out. And the presence of the man of God, the Holy Spirit, brought conviction upon this woman. And she confessed with her dead child in her hand. I mean, God, God can be blessing you. Okay? God can be doing miracles in your life. But still there's areas in our lives, in your life that need to be dealt with. That need to be emptied. And here she was holding on to her dead child in her bosom. Some things we don't like to let her go and it's dead. It's dead. And Elijah came and took it. You've got to give up that dead stuff. Even a family member. You're holding on to you. are clutching on. And he gave. He gave it up. I mean she gave it up to the man of God and said take it. There come the time when you can't do no more for your children. But you've got to give it over to God. Give them over to God. Take him. And remember now. He's going to take that child to where you would never let him go. He's going to separate. So he took the child 
upstairs. And I'm sure I almost shut the door. And begin to cry to the Lord. And said, oh Lord, my God, hast thou also brought evil upon the widow with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? And he stretched himself. Follow me now. And he stretched himself upon the child three times. And cried unto the Lord. And said oh Lord my God. I pray thee. Let this child. Soul. See that word soul. S-O-U-L. Let this child's soul come. Into him again. Oh no he didn't leave. So he died. And his soul was with him. No, his soul left him. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. He prayed, unless his prayer was wrong. Let this child, his soul, which is different from his body that was laying on the bed. But his soul was not there. Let it come into him again. Well, when did it first come into him? When he was conceived. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he was conceived. That's when a soul began in your conception. And the Lord heard the voice of the Elijah. And the soul of the child came into him again. Oh my God. And he revived or quickened. Came back to life. Am I right, mothers? Is that what the Bible says? Something left. So it cannot come back unless it left. And it was there, but now it left. And when he came back, when he was gone, he was dead. But when he came back, he lived. <laughs> Verse 22 says, And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house. And delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said. See. Thy son liveth when? When his soul. Came back. To him again. Oh you feel like shouting don't you? And the woman said to Elijah. Now. Uh, by this I know. That thou art a man of God. And that the word of the Lord is in. Thy mouth. And true. See testimony. She was eating all this time. But she didn't believe. Doubts. But the next verse says. And it came to pass. After many days. That the word of the Lord. Came to Elijah. In the third year. Saying go show thyself. Unto Ahab. And I will send rain. Upon the earth. This rain's coming. All right. Meal barrel was filled up. Oil. The dead boy raised. The woman confessed. Repented of her past or sins, whatever it might be. Oh, look at all that goes on in the house. The straightening out. She got back. Yeah, during the pandemic. Famine, whatever you call it. Resurrection was going on. Preparation for a move of God. What was he doing? Confession of sins. 
Not just a blessing, but straightening out things. Recall. Looking in your life. Go back and say, God, I'm, I'm wretched. Forgive me. Please, Lord. Not looking at anybody else, but to yourself. About your own house. Not looking at my brothers or my sister, but to myself. And that dead stuff that we have so dear in our arms, give it up. Release it. And let a man of God take it. And take it higher. Amen. Take it higher. And Elijah was now preparing for rain. God's going to move. Rain's going to come. The Holy Ghost is going to be poured out. The rising up of the cloud like a man's hand out of the sea. Do you see what's going on? You need that, that how the famine and all of that that's going on. But something was going on. You have to do something. You've got to give up something. You've got to confess our sins. And he's faithful. And just to forgive us of our sins. There's got to be repentance. We're not going to get the rain without repentance. We want a move of God. We want revival. What about repentance? Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab. And there was a sore famine. Look at that. In Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly. I want to show you the people that fear God, even in famine. God, God has people that fear him. You don't have to panic. How bad was the how, how bad is the pandemic? How bad was the famine back there? For it was so. And the reason why I'm reading this scripture. Because I want to go on to something else. I might not get there. But it's because this is so important. For you to get the lesson. Because the time that we're living in. I show you that mothers suffer. Mothers concerned about their children. First. And for a man of God to step in and say. Make me a little cake first. Mothers before you make your children. Before you. Buy and spend that money on your children. Pay your tithe on your offering first. Oh my. Look at them looking at me. No you couldn't do that. But that's not my word. And a lot of us we bless ourselves. But before you have. I know the Lord said yes. I know all about you. You think that God doesn't know? You think you know more than God? You think we know more than God? Huh? God knows the human being because he makes us. And God says before you do that. He didn't say you couldn't do it. But before you do that. Do mine first. You can't ask me for a blessing when you don't obey me. God says put me first. Make me a little cake first. Before you make it for yourself and your son. You'll see what God will do for you. Honor him. Just love him. You see, but there's something inside of us that want to be pleased. Hey, everybody look at me. Ah, I'm important. No, you're not. You're not important. 
I'm not important. We're not important. God is the one that's important. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Because we, we, but we don't understand now. God is the first. Make him first. And you put God first and you see what the Lord will do. Well, I've got a program to watch, but it's choir practice. <laughs> and the program is coming on the same time as choir practice. What do you do? Or it's church. It's church night, but something wonderful happening on Wednesday night on the television or a program. Or put God first. You learn to trust God first. But, but I got to obey my kids first. That's your problem. My family's first. That is your problem. God doesn't take second place. Even if you give it to him. Let me, let me go on. This, 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 this is so good. Uh, did I finish that? And I'm in chapter... Uh, I'm in ch- the, Oh, if I could. Let me, let me hurry up here. Give me a few more time. For it was so. When Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took a hundred prophets and hid them by fifty in a cave and fed them with bread and water. It was on the right track. Bread and water. And Ahab said unto Ahab, Ahab said to Obadiah, Go into the land unto all fountains of waters. Look at that. And unto all brooks, pre-adventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive that we lose not all the beasts. It was bad. You had to go search for water. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. And Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And Obadiah, next verse. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, notice, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face, and said, Art thou that my Lord Elijah? Look at the greeting. Respect. He didn't come up to you and said something real rude and you keep us looking and what, you know, he didn't. Respect. And he answered him, I am. Go tell thy Lord, behold, behold, are you listening? Behold, Elijah is here. You got Elijah around, the rain's going to come. Elijah's ministry, there's going to be rain. Go tell your master, go tell your Lord, Elijah is here. And as you read it, you're going to find that many things that happened before and after this man, the presence of this man. And he said, what have I sinned? What have I sinned? What that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab? To slay me. I go and I tell him that you're here. And I come back you're gone. I'm going to lose my head. 
And he said, verse 10, and he said, what about, verse 10, and the Lord thy God, as the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom, whether my Lord had not sent to seek thee. And when they said, he is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation that they found in that. This was uh, Ahab, King Ahab doing it. Make the nation swear that they didn't see Elijah. You know when God hides you. You know where you know where God hid Elijah? Right in the country of Jezebel. That's where she found. In her backyard. Or you don't know God. You're afraid and you're scared. But if God's protecting you, the angel of the Lord then comes. Run about them that fear him and deliver them. God will protect you. God will protect you from the disease. And even if it attacks you. Won't kill you. The greatest vaccine is the blood of Jesus Christ. By his stripes we are healed. Now I didn't say don't take the vaccine. Do whatever you want to do. Okay. I'm not saying don't wear a mask. Wear three of them if you want to. Whether in church or out of church. Keep your distance, whatever. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that put your trust in the Lord and you will be like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. And now thou says, go tell thy Lord, the old Elijah is here. What's the difference? The, the man that caused the rain to be stopped is the same man. That's going to cause it to be open. And the same church you leave and curse and run down. That's where a blessing is for you. Oh you didn't say amen did you? You didn't say amen did you? Look what God's doing for us. Look at the word of God. I'm taking my time and giving. I wish I had all day. Because I don't want to stop. And it shall come to pass. As soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee, whither I do not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. That's awesome. That's why I respect these youths right here. Marina, keep them fearing God. Deliver them to the Lord. Was it not told my Lord? I begin to give a history what he did. What I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord. Look at this. I mean this man working for them. King Ahab. That's his wife. Don't talk about my wife like that. If she's a Jezebel. Then she's a Jezebel. Do you see that? Huh? Am I right? That was Ahab's wife. And the man is telling Elijah, recording to by the Holy Spirit what he did and defied Jezebel. Well, I couldn't, I want to serve God, but my wife don't agree. My God, put your foot down and stand up for God. 
here's this man standing up for God. Was it not told, my Lord? It was no secret. What I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord. Oh, I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophet. That's defying her. That's defying opposition. Right in the face of opposition to the work of God. Stand up. And let everybody know whose side you're on. What are you doing? It's time to shout. It's time to praise God. I'm not going to finish this lesson, but I would like to. And it says that I hid them. That, that, that was, what do you call that? What? Treason? You're doing, going against the government? You hide, she's killing them, are you hiding them? What would that be? Violation to the law. He, he'd get killed for that. I hid them in a cave and fed them with bread and water. Can you imagine now? He's sneaking, uh, taking to feed a hundred men was a uh, hundred prophets was a lot of bread. A lot of water. But he did it. Sometimes you've got to go against the rule. Uh, do you get that? You have to go against what are the, the opinion of other people and the rules they set. And there's an order to God. That we're going to serve God no matter who serve the Lord. I'm going to go to church no matter who say I can't go to church. Lockdown, not for me because the word of God is not bound. And now, thou sayest, go tell thy Lord. The old Elijah is here and he said, he said what he's saying, he said, look, I'm in enough, enough trouble delivering food and stuff. And you're telling me now, go expose yourself to more? Go tell him? Yeah. But now you got to come out of it. Whose side are you on? What do you believe? Huh? Go tell him Elijah is here. He's going to slay me. When I come back. And when he come and you're not here. You're gone. The spirit of God takes you. And we're gone. We don't know where to find you. We search everywhere for you. Elijah said. As the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand. I will surely show myself. Unto him today. That means revival is coming today. There's going to be a move of God today. One. So Obadiah went to meet him. Obadiah. There's another Obadiah. There's many Obadiahs. To meet him, Ahab, and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass, one read out, gone. When Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou, notice, notice here, it's, it's good. I mean, I mean, many times, you know, we pass blames in the wrong place. Okay? Now, are you the one that's tearing up the church, that's causing so much hell in the church? Ah, oh, really? You're missing the point. And here was Ahab. He's the troublemaker. He's and his wife, their sin, that caused the famine. But notice, he's not taking the blame. It's the church that caused the pandemic. It's the church why Nero burned Rome. Or it wasn't Nero, it was the Christians that did it. And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, 
but thou, you, point where the blame is, you, you, and your father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. See? Jezebel's gods. Go on, go on quickly. Now therefore, send and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450, and the prophets of the groves, 450, which eat at Jezebel's table. That's that we're going to spend all of the money on false prophets. See what you're doing in Israel? And the men of God, they were hiding them in caves. Do you understand one of some of the strong sin today? The church is in, in caves. So Hayab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the prophets and said, Alright, out to the people and said, How long, how long shall you, how long halt you between two opinions? Did you know if Elijah show up today, we have the same question? Two opinions. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then go ahead. Then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. You see, they, nobody was, they weren't sure. They did not the word of God. You know, you know when people don't know who God is, they're not sure they can make a stand? They stood there. And they couldn't, they were not sure if God was God. Are bare. And today we are living in. And the famine and all that's going on. Because we are halting between two opinions. And we don't know if God is God. We don't know if Jesus Christ is the son of God. He's resurrected. Raised up from the dead. And he's coming back again. As king of kings and lord of lords. We are not sure. But if God is God. Follow him. Serve him. Give him your all. Let him lead you. But if Baal be, then go ahead and serve him. But choose ye this day whom you will serve. And the people couldn't answer him. Because they didn't have the scripture. They didn't have a conviction. They didn't have the anointing. After three and a half years, they wasn't sure. The influence of evil was so strong and can be so strong in a nation and a family that people don't even show. Verse 22. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I, only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450. And this is where Elijah got off a little bit right here. Because he wasn't the only one. He wasn't the only one. Obadiah told him that he hid a hundred prophets. There's a hundred prophets that he fed. And later on, God told him, said, there are 7,000 that have not bowed the knees. And we go around with a, on our shoulder, we're the only one. We're the only church. Everybody's got to come to us. Or if we don't hold it up, God's going to suffer. His move going to go on. No. Whether, we, whether you believe or not, God is still God. Let me begin to wind this down. God doesn't depend upon us 
Now, if you don't want to do right, God still will have a voice. He will still have a witness. Then said Elijah unto the people. Aye. Then the next verse says. Let them therefore give us two bullocks. And let them choose one bullock for themselves. And cut it in pieces and so on. Because there are more of them. And lay it on the wood. And put on no fire under it. Notice. is a point I'm trying to get there. I won't get there today. I won't get there today, but I wish. What verse? Yeah. Put put no fire under it. Follow this. Put no fire. Go back there. Put no fire under it. This is important. And put no fire under it. Let him. Then. Uh, uh, verse 24. And call thee on the name of your God. And I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God. Oh, underline that. And the what? The who? And I'm going to stop right here. And the God, let's all say it. And the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. Oh my God, somebody shout. Don't put any wood under it. I mean, no, don't put no fire under it. Go ahead and call on the name of your Lord. And I will not. Put any fire either. And I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God. Underline that. That's a message. That's a climax. And the God. That answers. By fire. Let him be God. Going ahead of myself quickly. What did Jeremiah say? 23. About his words. His words were like fire. His words unto me were like fire. Shut up. In my bone. What did Elijah say to the, those captains? If I'm a man of God, let fire come down and consume you and your fifties. What did John the Baptist say? I baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier. Than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What did Jesus say to his disciples? Go back and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from an eye. And then 40 days after, what happened? What happened? As they were in the upper room. As they were reaching out to God. Praying to God. Suddenly there came a voice. From heaven like the sound. Of a mighty rushing wind. And there appeared unto them. Cloven tongues. As a fire. And they were all filled. With the Holy Ghost. Put your sacrifice. On the altar. Go ahead, lay it on the altar. Put yourself on the altar. And begin to cry out to God. And the God that answers by fire. He is God. He is Lord. That's what we need to do. As I close this message. Is to lay yourself. Present yourself. A living sacrifice. Your body. On the altar. 
And don't put no fire. Strange fire. Don't get into some strange revival and strange moods. But let the Holy Ghost take over. Just call on the Lord. And the God that answers by fire. Let him be God. I said let him be God. Hallelujah. Praise God.